Hey, welcome back to another episode of the DVO Show. How are you guys doing today? It's good to be back with you. Uh, I'm going to talk about something that I do very regularly. And I don't know if you guys do this as well, but I'm a fidgeter. Like, I'm always fidgeting. Like, I'm always tapping my foot, tapping something, clicking something, um, humming. I'm always doing something with my hands or body. I don't know if you guys do this or not, and, I, and I've been kind of wondering about it. That's why I want to talk about it. I'm wondering why do I do that? And, you know, doing a little bit of research, you know, do I have ADHD? Do I have RLS, restless leg syndrome? I don't know. Uh, I've never been to a doctor to look into it much myself, and I, I don't know why I, I do what I do. But it's funny because I've had so many friends grab my leg because I'm, I'm shaking under the table while we're eating or talking or in a meeting. Um, I've heard people tell me to stop because I'm clicking a pen. So <laughs> I'm curious how many of you people that are listening also do this or how many of you hate this? You hate when someone's clicking. You hate when someone's finger drumming on the table. Um, I'm very curious to, to hear input on this. I do it all the time. I've done it as long as I can remember. I don't think I have ADHD, but I definitely have a problem, for example, when I'm in conversations and we're talking and I am, if they don't get to the point, I'm I'm thinking of what am I having for dinner. I'm thinking of, uh, is my zipper down? I'm wondering if I'm going to get a phone call soon. Like my mind just goes off somewhere else. I don't know why I'm like that. And I wish I wasn't. I wish I could really just sit and focus, but I don't get it. I don't know why I'm like this. I My mind is just constantly racing. I have a hard time sleeping at night. And so I'm a fidgety person. And sometimes this can be brought on by stress. And so you don't know what to do with yourself. You, you, you like it, You're holding stress in and doing some type of fidgety thing helps you release that. Um, so that could be one reason why why you get that way. Sometimes boredom, you know, if you're just bored. I mean, a lot of people today when they're bored, they just pull out their phones and pull out their phones. That's what most people do nowadays. But sometimes you don't have access to it or it's not the appropriate place to pull out your phone. And so you do things, you know, you chew gum, you click pens, you do all the things I've mentioned before. I don't know why I do what I do, I think it's also because my brain is just racing all the time, thinking of things or folk trying to focus on something. Uh, and that's another thing too. Fidgeting has also shown signs for greater concentration. So, for example, when I I, rem I remember when I was in school, and I'm maybe doing an essay or doing a report and just reading something, and it was just maybe be a a boring topic, or I really needed to focus on it because I was studying for something. And so I had to really focus on what I was reading. So I I remember that was also times where I'd get really fidgety. I would take my pen and drum on the on the textbook or or again keep tapping my foot, shaking my legs. Even when I'm driving, I was, I shake my legs. I'm just like maybe it's restless maybe it's restless leg syndrome. I don't know. Um and so so there's been studies that show there's actually great concentration comes from being fidgety, it helps, it helps you kind of focus. It kind of helps stimulate your brain. And um, that's a good thing. Your brain is a tool. And, you know, when you think about tools, you always think of, oh, a, a hammer, a saw. Those are the tools you think of right away. But also, you know, your body uh, contains tools. Your arms, your fingers, your legs, these are also tools to use. 
And your brain is also a tool. It's also a muscle. And you need to stimulate it. You need to exercise it. And, you know, doing some type of fidgety thing can kind of help stimulate your brain. It's also good to do things like I, I, I've got a two-year-old. And I'm already playing with her, like, trying to play, like, games and mind games and memory games. Things like that to kind of help stimulate her brain a little bit. You know, because she is in a learning process. She's learning everything. She's learning how to talk. Uh, she's just learning so much right now. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's reminding me how important it is for us to stimulate our brains, to keep training our brains, whether we're reading books or whether we're listening to podcasts or audiobooks or reading magazines and things that we're interested in um, or doing puzzles or riddles. These are great things to stimulate your brain, keep your brain strong and healthy. These are good things to do. And uh, so... That's what I've been doing. I've, I've been kind of researching this. Why am I the way that I am? And I don't have an answer. And I'm not going to a doctor to figure it out because I, I feel like I'm totally fine. But I'm going to share with you guys my fidget toy. So if you remember, not too long ago, fidget spinners were super popular. Uh, fidget cubes. I don't know if you've seen these before, but these little cubes... They have, you know, what are they, six sides? I don't remember, something like that. And each side has something. There's a clicker. There's a, uh, a roll that you roll your fingers across. There's just, there's something on each side to help you kind of, that you can just hold in your hand and just kind of fidget with, just out of boredom or anything like that. Well, if you're listening, you can hear my fidget toy. And I wanted something that I could use, something different. Most people have, you know, spinners or fidget cubes or pens. They also make pins with all the different attachments that you can kind of fidget with and play around with. But I wanted something more, I don't want to, I don't want to sound sexist, but something more manly, something more that I might like to, to play around with. And what I've got here is a Zippo lighter. I have just found this so fun and fascinating. I mean, I can just, with one hand, I can just flick this open and light it. And close the lid. I love that sound. The, 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 I don't know, it's like a ping, like a, like a knight, you know, pulling Excalibur out of their, out of the sheath. That's just that, that ping. I don't know. I like it. And then the, the sound of the flame from the flint being rolled. It just stimulates my brain. It stimulates my fingers. I enjoy playing with my Zippo lighter. This has been so fun for me, and it's so small and thin. I just keep it in my pocket. I don't even really feel it because it's so light, and I'm learning tricks with it. I don't know if you guys know this, but there are tricks that you can do with Zippo lighters, and I've been watching YouTube videos on them, and I've been practicing them as I'm driving or just kind of, again, sitting out of boredom, and oh, man, it's been fun to play with this thing. Like again, it, it stimulates so many of my senses, my my touch, my feel, my ears. Um, it's 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 just been a blast. Just trying to play around with it and and do different tricks with it. If you're watching on YouTube, I just did a little finger roll with this thing. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's been a blast. Uh, I actually have two Zippo lighters. I've got this one. I got it really cheap at Walmart. They're like ten to fifteen dollars. And it's just one that I can kind of play around with. I don't care if I ding it up or if I drop it. It's, you know, it's not a big deal. I believe the lighter fuel for these things are only like $3 for a can. And they last a long time. 
Uh, but I also have a really nice Zippo lighter. It's uh, uh, it's I believe it's like it's called Armor. It's like a chrome armor, so it's made out of chrome and it has like an armor, so it's more thicker, so it doesn't get any dings. I actually use that more for my little cigar bag. I actually have a little a little cigar bag that I carry because where I live in Utah, there there is no smoking indoors. I do like to have an occasional cigar. It does get really cold here, so I have to kind of find places to. To enjoy my cigar so i actually have a little bag a little bag of cigar tools that i use and i have a really nice zippo lighter in my little cigar cigar bag uh anyway i'm actually uh purchasing a butterfly knife to also fidget with and learn tricks with so i actually just ordered one on amazon it doesn't have a sharp blade. It's, it's it's blunt, so I can kind of I can practice all day long. Not worry worry about cutting off one of my fingers because that would not be good. Uh, I hope you guys don't mind me flicking this as I'm talking about this because again, this is very enjoyable for me, and I hope you find it enjoyable as well. Uh, anyway, I'll put it down. Uh, I just ordered a blunt butterfly knife that I can practice doing butterfly knife stuff with, uh, and and then once I maybe learn some good tricks, I might order me a real butterfly knife uh those are very i find very interesting as well because they were started they're actually called bali song and they were created in the philippines where my mom is from and so that's kind of a little bit more near and dear to me and that's why i kind of am, am choosing that route but but uh i'm 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 excited to start playing with that as well so anyway what do you guys do what do you use to fidget or help you concentrate is there any tips and tricks that you guys use for your concentration, I'd, I'd love for you guys to to share those and explain those. So I want to talk about our entrepreneur highlight for the day. Funny enough, it's going to be the Zippo founder, the founder of Zippo. Oh, sorry, I'm not talking to you. Watch uh, George Blaisdell. So I'm going to kind of talk about him and his story a little bit. I also find his story very fascinating. He was born on June 5th, 1895, in Bradford, Pennsylvania. He attended school up until fifth grade only, all right? Uh, in fifth grade, he walked out of class in fifth grade. And he just told his family he hated school and he wasn't going back. So his dad said, you know what? Then you're going to military school. So um, George's dad sent him to military academy. And after two years, they actually also sent him out. So he was only in eighth grade at this point in the military school and they kicked him out. Um, when he got back from home, then he started working in the family business. The family owned a machinery company called Blaisdell Machinery Company. Simple enough. And it's there where he started learning some important skills that would help him develop the Zippo lighter. So this is how it started. In 1932, at the Bradford Country Club, uh, Mr. Blaisdell asked a friend that he was smoking with why he was using such a strange-looking lighter. Uh, so apparently this lighter kind of caught his attention and the, the, his friend said, I use this because it's windproof. I like the idea that it's windproof. It had a little chimney at the top of the, the lighter. And if, I'm actually, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, if you notice or are familiar with Zippo lighters, they also have a little chimney on them to help them be windproof. Uh, this Zippo was an Aust Austrian lighter, but it was also very difficult to use. You had to use two hands. And it dented easily. It was very cheap, uh, or sorry, very thin metal that they use. Maybe it was cheap. I don't know. But this kind of start sparked 
Mr. Blaisdell's idea for the Zippo lighter. The reason why it's called Zippo is because George liked the name or the word zipper. He just liked the way it sounded, zipper. I don't know if you got, there's people like you. I, there's a few words that I like. There's like, I don't know what it is. There's a few words that I enjoy hearing or saying. Uh, apparently, George Blaisdell liked the word zipper. I like a few words. I like one that really stands out to me is lather. Uh, maybe because I'm a guy and I have to shave once in a while. But I enjoy the word lather. I don't know why, but I do. Um, anyway, he changed. He took the word zipper and made it Zippo, just giving it kind of a more of a modern sound to it. Um, he wanted to create a very affordable lighter that was also windproof, and he wanted to make sure it worked every time, not like this Austrian uh, lighter that you needed two hands and it didn't work all the time. And so that's what he did. In 1933, this is his first Zippo lighter hit the market for only $1.95. Like I said, this one that I got uh, over at Walmart was only 10 to $15. It depends if you have like a, a design on it. The, the more nicer one that I have, I think that was like $50 or $60, the one that, I've, that I bought that's the, the Chrome Armor one. Um, every Zippo lighter has a lifetime guarantee. That was very important to Mr. Blaisdell. He said... It works or we fix it free. That was his motto about the Zippo lighter. Uh, in 1941, when the U.S. entered the World War II, Zippo stopped the mass production for consumers and they focused purely on production for the military. Uh, and then they also changed their look. They started going with a black crackle look. So if you've seen a couple of these Zippo lighters or you're, you're not familiar with what this is, basically it's like a, a little black, like a matte clo uh, coating. So think of like a, a black matte coating that they put over the lighters. Um, with so many mili military personnel using and carrying these lighters, it really launched Zippo's success. Uh, and then in, I think in 1945, they went back to producing for, for everyone. Um, Zippo opened up their offices in 1954. And in Bradford, Pennsylvania, and they're still there today. Now, in the 1960s, you started seeing a lot of these Zippo lighters at concerts. You still see this happen today in concerts, right? Where people start, you know, light their, put their lighter up. Well, actually, no, you don't see that anymore, right? People now do their, uh, their cell phone, uh, what's it called? Flashlights now. But before the cell phone flashlights, people were doing lighters and the, it actually was zippo lighters in the, originally and they called it the zippo moment during a concert um mr blaisdell was very supportive in his community and he wanted to help out any way that he could he uh, he always said that it was if it wasn't for the people of bradford pennsylvania there would be no zippo and so the, he wanted to say, he wanted to make sure that zippo was always involved in the community he even started uh the the golf tournaments as well for for charities and and in the october 3rd 1978 he passed away uh mr blaisdell it was at his vacation home in miami florida he was 83 years old and at that time he was still the chairman of the company when he passed away he wasn't only known for the zippo lighter but also for his humanitarian for his donations for his charity work he was also widely known for that Today, Zippo is ran by his grandson, George Duke. And a little bit more history about Zippo today. In 1993, they acquired W.R. Case & Sons Cutlery. So if you've ever seen knives, those folding knives that say Case on it, 
they Zippo owns that now. In 1997, they opened the Zippo Museum. In 2010, they acquired Ronson lighters and their fuel. In 2010, uh, they started doing hand warmers. Also, during the 2010 era, they started getting into accessories, sunglasses, camping gear, things like that. In 2012, in their 80th year of business, they produced their 500 millionth lighter. I think they are now over 600 million they might be over 800 million i can't remember now but uh definitely they have made quite a few of these lighters i think they're fun i think they have a nice sound to them and i'm curious what you guys do to kind of help your fidgeting habits well thanks again and listening to another episode of the dvo show goodbye